0: Welcome to the Buyer's Agent Institute podcast, the show that will take you from your nine to five to living a life on your terms. We hear from the experts themselves, sharing how they created their success and give you actionable steps to help you create a lifestyle by design. Becoming a buyer's agent requires passion, dedication and great mentorship. This podcast will share with you all three so that you can turn buying property into a career. Welcome back to the Buyer's Agent Institute show. Today, we have the wonderful Kath Chief Pearson here to join us. Kath now runs her own Buyer's Agent business called Maison Advisory. Welcome, Kath. Thanks, Chief. Thanks
1: for having me. You're
0: welcome. How's the day been?
1: The day has been intense. Intense? Busy.
0: Good intense?
1: Very good intense and very rewarding
0: fantastic what does the day in the buyer's agent life look like for you oh for me
1: for me it's probably a little bit different to many given i have three big babies
0: how old Uh, are the big babies
1: 18 17 and
0: 14. wow
1: we've got hsc and school holidays at the moment okay so it's juggling and balancing all of the above okay but they pretty much do that independently so it's a perfect stage in our lives for me to sort of be in this position where I'm starting up this business or have started up this business, um, they're young adults. So they're very supportive. And I guess they're my drive behind what I do on a daily basis. Amazing. And you know, when you don't know any different, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So today, like what did the day look like for you? Today
1: started very, very early up near Hornsby. Okay. First thing this morning, back from Hornsby to meet with a client in Mossman beautiful family I'm working with at the moment who are looking for um, a prestige family home on Balmoral Slopes. So it's a lovely brief to work with, followed by empty nesters who are really struggling with being in a position where they're selling their family home after 29 years up near Pimble on a 1900 square meter block of land and wanting to downsize to nothing larger than 350. So they only want for two bedrooms, only want for one to two bathrooms. So it's a very um, significant shift in their lifestyle and the choices that they've made. But given the fact that they're going from one environment, so to speak, to another, they're really struggling with doing it on their own. Mm -hmm. It's not so much the fear factor. It's more um, they're going into a world that that is unknown to them. So they just want to make sure they do it once and they do it right. And they have missed out two weeks in a row at auctions. So they literally missed out on a Saturday auction. I'd met with them the Friday before, knowing they were going to hopefully secure this property. Unsuccessful, called on the Monday, signed up, and we got the wheels in motion. And we've been successful in this two week period in just showing them off market properties. So that for them is very much the golden ticket. Um, Leaving those clients to then go and pick up gorgeous clients I'm working with who are here from Singapore, expats with Google. And we ha- literally have seven to 10 days to find the right property, which will initially be an investment opportunity. So we still have to look at the numbers, look at the yields, and then they will come back in 18 months to two years to live in the property. So there's the emotional factor, but it's also a numbers game.
0: This is the day in the life of a buyer's yes. agent. Yes, Chief, it's exciting. So, isn't it? a bit of background on the Chief, Kath and I used to work together back at Cohen Handler, so it's a bit of a, I guess, friendly joke or how, yeah. would, you, how would you describe it? It's a loving. <laughs> okay, nice. So you've obviously got a very, from, from I would gather a very diverse range of clients, expats, yes. uh, primary residents, investors, uh, different budgets. What does the diversity like in summary look like at the moment with the clients that you're working with?
1: In summary at the moment, it's the most diverse portfolio of clients that I've had. In a, good, in a good way? In a great way. So we are going from... Um, so interestingly, I've got three clients from uh, Singapore at the moment, one from LA. So wow. one of them is purely an investor in the early one, one to mid ones. But then I'm working with clients who have budgets of 10 to 12 million. So we very much sort of sit at the two different ends of the scale at the moment, so to speak. Um, And then you've got the families looking sort of for the the family Mm -hmm. home anywhere from two and a half to three and a half. And then it jumps again with another client after that sort of five to six mark. So very different profiles of families. And with the expat clients, they've all got very distinct, different needs Mm. at the moment, which is a good thing because, as you know, I would never take on a buyer um, or buyers rather that have similar briefs, Mm. because for me, that's a conflict of interest and at this point in time it's a really good sort of profile of very specific briefs very much tailored mm. to you know the clients shifts in their lifestyle um, and that can be anyone from say the empty nesters who are significantly downsizing to the clients who are expats who are repatriating back here. Who you know have a significant amount of money as a result of five to eight years overseas, who are now ready to buy the big family home.
0: Will all the expats? So you got you got the two in Singapore, the one in LA. Will will they, will they the three? Will, will they all fly out to look at properties or Yes, them so one has answer. been
1: here, and we've done a we have very much been through. They were here for two weeks, and I called it the process of elimination. So we really narrowed their brief down. In fact, it was it was almost too broad. So when they got here and we sat down, we had four weeks prior to them arriving to really sort of introduce and educate them on where the market was currently positioned, what they could achieve, so that when it was, you know, feet on ground and ready to go, um, there weren't any sort of nasty surprises or red Mm -hmm. flags. It was all the green flags, and they were very prepared for what we had to present. Mm -hmm. And we were very fortunate. There's no denying at that time, we were very fortunate to have a really good... um, you know, profile of uh, properties to show them, so it has been really narrowed down to almost specific streets in Paddington and Wallara that they're looking.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's yeah. good when you when you when you niche it and be specific. It's great, with the and then
1: they'll come back in about three weeks. But in the interim, uh, we've had a, a Skype call with him, and we've got three properties in the pipeline, and they will buy their family would come. So they've both got their parents here. Mm. So they're in a position where if we get very close to expressed interest, they'll make a decision based on uh, their parents' Mm. final word.
0: Why did you become a buyers agent? That's a really good question.
1: Well, I had the relocation business. Mm. So for about 10 years, I ran my own relocation business called Vine Relocations. And prior to that, um, I sort of had an interest in the expat market off the back of what was a very strong period in the mid to late 90s, where expats were coming out here, but with very lucrative budgets. Mm. And they were all very dependent on relocation agents doing everything. It was very much a tailored service, Mm. from housing, whether it's buying or renting, to schooling, to assimilation periods, and and education on everything that they need in order to get settled while they relocate to you know a foreign country so when I was very much involved with that um, I decided then to set up my own business and just it was a very boutique niche market I was very fortunate again organically to just fall into a corporate sector where I was looking after um, sort of high profile Mm -hmm. people who basically we're having everything done for them in that process of you know, packing up the family over a six week period and bringing them to Sydney. The
0: full concierge service. Full
1: con- it's a full concierge yeah. service. Um, and then the opportunity came up when I met you with Cohen Handler yeah. and I thought this is a market that really can still be tapped into. It was quite new, for, well for me it certainly yeah. was, um, but I felt that not so much there was a gap in the market, but there was a really good opportunity to potentially create a culture around what I believed was my core value proposition. Um, you know, And as you can appreciate, and I certainly do, my sort of market is very tailored to um, understanding people's personal needs. So I think that there are core factors around having trust yeah. um, and ethics. And there's got to be a bit of empathy in there as well because Mm. it's a very emotional decision, and I felt that I possibly had the strength of those tools to really explore the bar advisory side a bit further. Mm. And you know, at the end of the day, I started to really, really enjoy it. It's it's so rewarding because people are so um, dependent on what you offer as a point of difference in the valued service. And I felt that in that, I, I do still feel this service industry is very much growing at a rapid rate.
0: Yeah, and there's also... People are time poor. A low amount of buyers' agents.
1: Low amount of buyers' agents, yeah. There, there aren't a lot of buyers' agents in the market, um, but there's certainly an increase in the dependency for buyers'
0: agents. Yeah, it's, it's growing, it's growing. Very much. And, I mean, I mentioned at the beginning that Kath runs her own business now, Maison Advisory. How long has that been running for? So about six months now. Yeah, so it's, it's reasonably fresh. And yes. I, I personally think because there's not a lot of buyer's agents, the ability for someone like you or anyone to start their new business, you can move forward quickly. Absolutely. Because you, the, 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 the client's not sitting there expecting to see, are you from Ray White, LJ Hooker, McGrath, the established brand? They don't know any different. So I think it's an incredible opportunity, right?
1: I think it was perfect timing too. Mm. Because as you said, it's still sort of um, a very niche market Mm. and there's so much wealth in that growth and opportunity that you can explore. So I felt the timing was perfect for me and I feel that, you know, six months down the track we've got really strong qualified clients we're working with and I think that's really important because, um, as you can appreciate, Clients need to see value in what you're mm. offering, and you have to have a point of difference. And I think everybody creates their own culture around their brand, yeah. but it's a great time to create that brand yeah. and build the culture around it. It's amazing. Yeah. And
0: I guess recently, what's been the biggest month that you've had in terms of property value that you've property value that you've bought? So
1: most recently, close to 20 mil.
0: Close to twenty mm, mil, it's, just
1: just shy of it. It's good. Yeah, that was an awesome month.
0: Yeah, well done. Yeah. Why are most buyers engaging you? Would you say? Like, what's the? Is is there like a trend? Like you said, sick um, of missing, the person who missed out twice before that earlier comment like yeah. Are you seeing something?
1: That that was very much the pain factors, but that was also driven by the fear factor because they were coming into foreign territory mm. for them. Um, but for most buyers, I would say one of the key. Um, contributing factors is a lot of people are time poor mm-hmm. and they feel that because they're time for poor that's creating hurdles for them during the process so you know you've got clients who just can't get to opens on a saturday yeah. let alone midweek but you've got clients who feel that because of that they're always a step behind so they make a decision to go take two steps forward and get very proactive with their buying position and then somehow they feel like they sort of backwards a little bit and I think the more they see the shift in the market and I think another really strong um, and significant factor to all of this is that with the shift in the trends with the market and because we've seen um, such a well we've seen fickle results in certain pockets of Sydney people just don't know what that means next Mm. they don't understand what's potentially coming next so they want someone to sort of write the story for them and help them on that journey Just guide them. Yeah. And and I think that there's a a level of intimidation when it comes to not knowing the market. A big one. Significantly, yeah.
0: Mm. How important for you are real estate agent relationships?
1: Oh, it's crucial. Absolutely crucial to the equation. Um, Because you are so dependent on real estate agents. Mm. When we're talking to buyers, one of the first questions, some of them who don't understand, you know, completely what the service offers, Mm. they will say, so you go direct to vendors? That's one of the questions sometimes they ask. And I always say, absolutely not. We are dependent on the agents who have built a database of clients that they've been nurturing or they've got a really strong pipeline. And that relationship is core. It's absolutely key to being able to present to clients, not just off-market and pre-market opportunities, but also a little bit of... um, I guess, additional knowledge mm. and information around the on-market stock and where it's trading. Um, and they help you with positioning your client. Yeah. And that's helping us in turn too. But that relationship is so important. Um, it's a key factor. Always be present. Even if you don't have clients who specifically fit that property, still go and see that property Yeah. because you don't know what's going to be around the corner. I don't know if I shared my most recent um, client purchase.
0: No, so you're doing too many, I, I can't keep up. 4th on.
1: of March this year, agent invited me to an off market property and he said, look, we get access rarely. It's um, a high profile executive rental. Yeah. The owners live in Hong Kong. I can get through, come and have a look. So we went and had a look, didn't even question it with nobody on the books that fit that brief for that price point. Fast forward, went back again in July to refresh the memory. Then I had a client that fit the brief perfectly and we had to wait about six weeks to get through. But the big, I guess for me, um, I've thought a very positive path for us was that we got to show them other stock and it built their position and understanding of what, where they needed to be in order to um, successfully secure yeah. a property like that. Fast forward, agent calls and says, you won't believe it, we can get access to that property, but we've got till one from one till three on Sunday. Get the client there if you really think it's the perfect one for them. Took them through on the Sunday, exchanged on the Tuesday night.
0: and that just reinforces what you said earlier about going crazy. through the, the the just going through the stock just to make sure. Absolutely, you never know where, never where know when when it comes be... from.
1: Who would have thought when I went back through in March that the client would end up buying the property in September?
0: It's incredible. You've worked corporate. You've yes. run other businesses before. Uh, what? What do you love so much about this new business? Obviously your buyer's agent business, compare like in Um, in comparison um, to the other stuff that you've done. That's a
1: really good question. I think what I love about it most is it's very rewarding. Mm. It's always exciting. Mm. Every brief is tailored to a different client's needs. So nothing's the same. And so therefore every experience is another journey. Um, And I also love that you're constantly building the relationships with the agents and you reap the rewards because that dependency, you know, it's it's almost like you feel a bit like you're paying it forward sometimes. Like turn up, be present for them Mm. because then they'll acknowledge your presence in return. Um, But more than anything, I think I'm... I guess, most proud, for want of another word, of the fact that I went along this journey over the last few years, you know, which started with you, and didn't really know where I'd end up with regards to um, your market or a career or a certain profiler of a client, because really in this industry, you don't really target a certain profile of a client, they sort of come to you. And that strengthens from the referral base. Mm. So I think I also love, there's nothing better than working with a client who refers you to the next client or to their best friend or to their work colleague. And I feel like I have finally got to the stage where that's happening consistently now.
0: And that's a true representation of the service. Well, that's the best
1: testimonial I feel that you can ever
0: receive. You said rewarding before when I asked you, Can you uh, elaborate like is it financially is it flexibility like when you what is it?
1: Yeah, it's all of the above. Yes, it's financially rewarding um, but the flexibility and the opportunity to manage your own time Mm. to meet the clients needs um, I find that really rewarding I find when you have such a successful result It's something that you can't help, but it gives you a spring in your step. And I think it's great to be in a job where you start off with something and you're on a mission. You Mm. know, you sort of, you're on a mission and and you've got the method by which you need to follow in order to achieve the result. Mm. And I think when you get the results and you feel like, you you know, things are pretty much nine and a half out of 10, I find that really rewarding. Mm. And then it, it sort of makes you not hungry, but excited for the next opportunity. Yeah. And it's a challenge too. I think in a career path, when you feel like you get to a point where you can sort of, you know, blink and and, or do everything blindfolded, I think you're constantly learning. I am consistently learning in this role, always learning from colleagues, learning from myself, Mm. whether it's through mistakes or things that I think, gosh, I didn't realise I did that so right and I'm now rewarded as a result. but, you know, and learning from the industry too.
0: Yeah. I, I think what I've noticed running a buyer's agent business as well is because, you, as you said, you're dealing with so many personalities, so many clients. It's, you're out and about so much. You're not stuck in an office yeah. dealing with the same employees or staff members. So you're getting a taste of so much different diversity. I feel like on my journey is like you grow personally and professionally so much just through all the experiences. Do you do you feel the same? Yeah, yeah, I really
1: do. And I feel that mental stimulation is so rewarding. And I, I know it sounds sort of very personal, and almost cliche, but that's a reflection on your personal life too. Yes. There's nothing better than coming back, you know, home from a rewarding day and thinking, right, you know, now I get to sort of switch off from that, so to speak. Not that you ever really switch off. Yeah. Um, and I think you don't switch off because you're so passionate about it. Mm. And you're always wanting to do right by the client. That's right. So... But, um, yeah, I feel like it's sort of you're constantly learning and, and you can never quite be sort of don't get too complacent.
0: Yeah. Another, as we're finishing up, I mean, you've obviously done so well, so well in such a short period of time. Like it's been, what, th- three years? or two?
1: Yeah, just over three so years. So it's been over
0: three years. Nearly
1: four, yeah.
0: It's been, and, I mean, what you've done in that period of time in terms of your profile, you're now running your own business. Uh, you've got incredible real estate agent relationships. Obviously, your your clients. You've got such an incredible, like, diverse range of clients, and they're obviously referring to you now. So you've done. I think it's a lot in in a short period of time. Like, what would what would be your advice to to anyone who's looking to maybe make a career move in, into this into this space?
1: Um, patience is a virtue, I think. For one, you've yeah. really got to invest the time in building that relationship uh, those relationships rather with both colleagues and agents alike because really the agents are your colleagues in the scheme of things um, and learn about the market so that you can earn that in return Mm. so you've just got to always be a step ahead and and it is you know in the initial stages it is a process Um, But as I just said to you before, you know, fourth year in and I'm still learning, we're always learning and accept that and don't always think that you have the answers because if you're questioning whether it's the right answer, then you don't know whether it's right or wrong, Mm -hmm. really. So, but I think um, for anybody who's wanting to get into the industry, taking it into consideration, it's so exciting and it is so rewarding and that time will come and it certainly pays off. But it's making sure that you just, um, as I said, you know, you've got to understand the culture around your own business and what you're trying to achieve. And for some people, that's just focusing on investment opportunities. For some, it's very much sticking to a specific catchment and primary residence. And for others, it's just sort of, you know, being out there and being present and, and working with clients with really diverse briefs. So, but there's so much opportunity so much, so explore all the opportunities and don't ever sort of question it, just ride the wave.
0: Yeah.
1: I think if you ride the wave, it sort of comes to you in the
0: end. Yeah, and you said, well, you said patience is a virtue. Patience you've is to, a You've got to yeah. play the, the, the long game, right? You
1: do, and you've got to build the relationships, but that's in any industry. Yeah. And, and building relationships means building trust mm. as well. So to have an agent call you and say, I've got these off markets for you, mm. The response is go and see all those off markets but then don't forget to call them and thank them afterwards that i cannot tell you i had one agent this week i called on monday to give feedback after saturday's private inspection and he said you know it just you have no idea how much that means that you Mm. just actually come back to us so that we can go back to our vendors
0: it's amazing it's been for me seeing your journey it's been just been a privilege to, to watch it just to see how you've I think built such incredible client relationships and trust with with the sector with real estate agents with clients uh, and now you're building your own business. So I appreciate obviously you being here and just sharing your oh, your geez. journey because it's it's uh, it's remarkable. It is a short period of time and and I just can't wait to see your future and your profile build it build further. It's amazing. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank appreciate you for it. having me. Thanks thanks for all your I really appreciate your, your
0: wise it. advice. Thank you. Well,
1: you're, you're my mentor and, you know, you've got to always be listening to those who have taught you so much. They just keep learning.
0: Thank you. Keep
1: growing. Thanks, Chief.
0: It was awesome to have Kath Chief Pearson join us today and really dive into what she's achieved over the last three to four years uh, in her buyer's agent journey. So thank you so much, Kath. Thank and you. thanks for being here today. And we'll see you next week. See you there find out more about how you can become a Stellar Buyers Agent yourself, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au.